Welcome, everybody, to the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am David Van Bevers. And yes, we are back here again in the, uh, I guess the, we're not Zoom anymore. We are no, now. No, we have you left the Zoom. Yeah, we have the totally Chinese went to. The Chinese can have their platform. Oh, man, but I was, I was. I was having fun preaching the gospel to them on our show, but we probably got a new audience and, uh, you know, it's good to, to, uh, go around, uh, to whoever's watching probably this kind American of stuff. secularist, That's a, someone anyway. So we hope that the last episode, uh, got them thinking <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yes, uh, we are back to, uh, just bring another topic. Um, instead of, uh, putting a few topics in on one video, we wanted to try something and just go topic to topic and give you guys just one thing, one shot at a time here. And, you know, uh, it's coming to to the end of the year you guys are busy so we don't want to fill up your schedule a whole lot um, but we do thank you guys uh, for your continued support your listening and uh, also the just the contact that we get um the, i know that um you know i've just we've Dave, like, I know that we've been appreciated and it's one of those things that whenever I hear that, Hey, I listened to your podcast. Um, that, this one that I listened to the other day was really, really good. I'm just like, cool. Like I didn't, you know, we don't see who's behind the numbers. I just see some numbers of downloads and I pray that, uh, God, uh, uses, uh, what we have here as a means to edify and to continue, um, just to be able to give answer to, for the gospel. That is, that, that is the hope that is within us. So, um, as we get into today, this is something that, um, I found a few weeks ago. Again, uh, we have had a hard time <laughs> in, in getting together, um, at the end of the year, just people getting sick and just being, and, uh, you know, Dave getting sick and just being yes, and just all around busy, <laughs> busy, 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 you know, it's a hustle and bustle type of year. And I hope that, uh, um, as the years go by, we can uh, slow down as a culture. It'd be awesome if God can do a wonderful work to slow us down, but it might be a hurtful work at first, but it'll be awesome. Um, but uh, as we get, but this this is a few weeks old uh, to, to get into uh, what's going on here. But this uh, video is something that I saw on Facebook uh, getting shared around and it's called Attention Anti-Gay Christians. And so I thought it'd be something for us to hit it. And then Dave was just like, oh, yeah, this is something definitely is useful uh, for the Tag Your podcast and for you guys. And so again, uh, we have prayed that our, um, that we have approached this in wisdom, um, that uh, we can do this without compromising the truth, but also understanding. And for you guys out there, uh, the guy that you're seeing on the screen right now, he is an image bearer. All right. That's right. He is an image bearer. He's made in the image of God. And uh, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And uh, there is none of us that can claim um, any sort of superiority. The only thing that we can claim is Christ's superiority. And uh, we humbly have accepted it that we are nothing in and of ourselves as sinners, but Christ is everything and he's, his righteousness is imputed to us and it can be imputed to anyone who comes um, thirsty and hungry for righteousness and that their heart will be changed and that they, you know, then it comes to uh, repentance. And so uh, just to start this off, you know, the title, um, he's going to say attention anti-gay Christians. And so we are having to come back and counter and say attention anti-repenters. Attention anti-gay Christians. Let me help you know who you are. If you believe that queer people are not acceptable to God, if you believe that they can't inherit eternal life or inherit the kingdom of God, if you believe that they're fundamentally flawed or broken or that they're afflicted by an evil spirit or possessed by a demon, then you are anti-gay. Okay. 
Yes. I played that first little declarative sentence outright at the beginning because he has laid out an argument for us. Yes. And hey, guess what? This is actually something um, we can we can I can credit his uh, organization and say thank you for an actual definition instead of just a yes. homonym and an assertion. But there's actually a definition, and so we have been provided. Um, in his argument here, he said that you are anti-gay if, and then he actually fills out content. Let's play just a few of those oh, real yes. quick. Let me help you know who you are. If you believe that queer people are not acceptable to God. I believe that no one is acceptable to God. That is the Christian worldview. We are all God haters. In fact, Jesus says in John 3.36 that the wrath of God dwells on us. No one is righteous. No, not one. So I guess that Jesus was anti-gay and Paul was anti-gay and David was anti-gay. Yeah. And so, you know, so with the first couple of points here, so I can just uh, read them out. So he says, people who believe queer people are not acceptable to God, people who believe queer people can't inherit the kingdom or inherit eternal life, people who believe queer people can't or can't inherit the kingdom of God. Okay. So those are the first three points that he says there. It's one of those things. Okay. If that's, if that's where he stopped, okay, apparently I'm not anti-gay. All right, because, again, um, if we go to what they call the clobber passage, um, you know, if we go to 1 Corinthians 6, it says, you know, don't become partners with those who do not believe for what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or uh, maybe I started a little too. Verse 9. Verse nine. I didn't. I started at fourteen. I need to go up to nine. Sorry about that. Verse fourteen is great, but verse nine is even more clear. <laughs> yeah. So, correct. yeah. So six. So yeah. In First Corinthians six, you know, one of those uh, clobber passages. Um, that's uh, that's what they they call it anyway. But uh, let's see here. I'm going to go up to. Actually, is it nine? So as unknown yet unrecognized as dying yet see we live. Oh, I'm, I somehow I got into Second Corinthians. Oops. It says I'm, I'm going. I'm going to. Problem, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to edit that because I want to do this right. But yeah, I, I accidentally uh, turned problem, to the wrong man. the wrong Corinthians. That's fine. It's funny because so. right before we began, you said First Corinthians six. I was like, yep. <laughs> yep. I had it. I had the right one, but not the right one. So we are in verse nine. Where are you? Okay, so yeah, if we go to First uh, Corinthians six, one of the clobber passages, uh, at least that's uh, what the uh, world likes to call this kind of passage. And actually, people that are professing uh, the name of Jesus are saying people like Dave and I are using using this as a clobber passage. But it's just one of those things. It's called argumentation. It's called information. It's called revelation here. And so in uh, yeah, so First Corinthians six nine, don't you know that? the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so the Bible has said that all of us are unrighteous. This is, comes down to Romans 1, 18 through 32. All of us have become righteousness, uh, unrighteous, and his wrath is coming for the unrighteousness of men who have suppressed the truth in their unrighteousness, that he has yes. then handed them over to a debased mind to do what they ought not do, which in this sense, this is what Paul utilizes in that is that men will burn for other men and they will lie with other men as they would lie with a woman. That's that's the, the picture here. But if we go to Paul in First Corinthians, since he says, 
or first Corinthians six, nine, don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? That's everybody. And that's what we believe. So, and that's so, in that one definition, we're not anti-gay, but here it comes. Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people. This is hetero. This is homo. However it is no sexually immoral people. Again, idolaters, Paul has adulterers. a standard by which he is mm -hmm. saying there are sexually moral and sexually immoral acts, by the way, yeah, just to yeah. be clear, sir. Yeah. Paul is this basing is, this on the standard of prior revelation given in the Old Testament mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what he's already clearly articulated in Romans, by the way, and yes. what Jesus taught as well, yes. by the way. Yes, yes. So, yeah, no sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or males who have sex with males, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. So we don't believe that it's just a, like homosexuality is the one sin that uh, you don't get uh, eternal life for. No, it's all of this. It's anything. And if you go back, Paul is presupposing that the law is still valid. Yes. And we can go back and, and after, even though the temple is gone and that the uh, people, the, the, the political, the body, the body politic of Israel has been destroyed um, and the new Israel has come in, which is the church. Um, the law, it says heaven and earth could pass away um, easier than the law. Uh, right. what's away is what Jesus says in Luke. And so the law still stays. You can go back and go, here's what the general equity says. Um, here's what homosexuality looks like. This is a, here, there's a reason why it's bad is because that's against the creation order. But no, we, we, to your point, um, we, we do believe because of also what he says. So you, I don't know why this is such a clobber passages passage. Um, it's, because he ends up going to say that because such, such were some of them, such were some of them, some of them that Paul was speaking to in this letter were these. They were sexually immoral people. They were idolaters. They were adulterers. They were males who had sex with other males. They were thieves. They were greedy people. They were drunkards and verbally abusive people and swindlers, people that would not inherit the, the, inherit the kingdom of God. Yet, he said, you have been washed. So... No, we do not. We 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 don't believe that queer people um, can't be be made acceptable to God through Christ. Amen. We do not believe that they can't inherit eternal life through Christ. We do not believe that they can't inherit the kingdom of God because of Christ. But the big thing is, is what he says after that is that uh, if you say that they're fundamentally flawed and broken, then I'm anti-gay according to his definition. All well, then, men yeah. are fallen in Adam. He is the federal head of humanity until Christ changes the heart and becomes one's righteousness. This gentleman has a very skewed and very ill-informed, ignorant understanding of Christian theology. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if I if I if I am where he has defined me, I'm actually not just anti gay, though. That means I'm actually anti human because I'm going to say that the thief is flawed fundamentally. I'm going to say that the swindler is fundamentally flawed and the thief is fundamentally flawed and the idolater and the adulterer, even the 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 uh, the the heterosexual couple that, that have not covenanted together. And holy matrimony, not by the state, but by the church that they are a part of. I believe that we should actually do that in our congregations. 
Um, so those are those are fundamentally flawed people, like cisgendered. If to utilize their language, cisgendered hetero couples that are not covenanted with one another and just having a casual good time, um, they are fundamentally flawed. So, am I actually anti-human? Well, this, according to this, this standard, thing, yeah. you have yeah. to be. And so, yeah, I, I take take great offense to that. If you believe that they can't inherit eternal life or inherit the kingdom of God, if you believe that they're fundamentally flawed or broken or that they're afflicted by an evil spirit or possessed by a demon, then you are anti-gay. So firstly, if you think or believe any of this stuff, that's already pretty bad. Bad, bad according to what standard? Again. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. by what standard, according yeah. to you. Now, here's one thing that I want to make sure is really yeah. clear. Notice that Adam and I are relying on a revelational epistemology. He is relying on a human autonomous epistemology that is arbitrary and subject to change whenever you want, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And so, again, like uh, we talked on the last episode, you know, okay, does he believe that he's a random manifestation of soup? So, again, Obviously. why why but does it, it matter? It it's, again, this is like where, you know, uh, where Jeff Durbin would come in and be like, you know, do you think I'm delusional and that's why I'm I'm saying the things that I do, you know, you don't chastise chickens for being delusional. So, you know, is he going to admit, well, we're all just uh, random manifestations of soup. We're coming up with our own reality. So what if you think I'm delusional, you don't chastise chickens and we're both just two chickens squabbling at each other is all we're doing. Is that, is that what this argument actually is? Is this the exchange that we're having is, are we just speaking words into the ether at each other? Because that's, just there is that the meta narrative um just random stuff is going on that's it you know or does the does he actually right by meaning? might yeah yeah and does he actually have meaning is there an actual meaning and so here's where like he starts off really good with organization but then he got off the train whenever we can't because like we can't agree on the fundamental nature of man and so mm -hmm. who how what what how do you account how do you know that the fundamental of nature of man is good or bad. And so we have we... a transcendent source, which is the all-knowing God who created all things. What is your source? Is your source your limited self that's only been alive for 30 years, what however old this this dude is? You know, is that is that your source? Because you don't you don't really know. You only know what you know up to now, but then you could still be wrong and found out to be wrong later. And we hope because we hope that he sees his wrongness and that he repents. And so if you really get down to the issue, whenever he says if we're that that queer people are if you believe that queer people are fundamentally flawed, this is the issue. We Christ demands repentance. Right. The gospel demands repentance, and that's what they're trying to jump over. So the, these are the people in uh, in the Pilgrim's Progress that you know Christian been going along for a long time, and then he sees the two people jump over the wall, and they wanted to to join in. That's what he's trying to do with Christianity. He's trying to jump over the wall. But if you publish thoughts like this publicly for other people to see, that's even worse. Nope. Uh, Paul did it right here, and there has been an incredible amount of good in society as a result of the Christian worldview. You know who published it, though, right? Lived it wasn't it. Paul. This was the Holy Spirit. So these were mm. as men. Yes. So the, this is the Holy Spirit, which is also called the Spirit of Christ. So this is Jesus, the Spirit. Of, you know, this is the, the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ. This is Jesus's words. He would be in agreement with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, 
Um, and so this is, again, this is the Holy Spirit published this in writing through Paul to the church in Corinthians or in, in Corinth. And so, you know, this is, you know, again, we, we can't just reduce everything to now one story to talk. We have, we have a creator God, we have us, and we have revelation that connects both of us. Covenantal revelation is the objective revelation that we can only appeal to. If you're not, what are you appealing to? Uh, what's the alternative here? You're just flapping your gums. Okay, we, we need this guy to tell us a, a source of this knowledge that we have to bow down to. I know you probably have other anti-gay friends who make you feel like this is acceptable because they probably do it too. Um, Not so, doing this because of friends. Bingo. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I guess Jesus is my friend because he told me uh, what he was doing. So I guess Jesus is uh, a friend of mine um, that uh, has provided me with information. And so, um, but he's not only just a friend, he is my great God and savior uh, and king. And so I'm thinking my thoughts after him. But everyone else out here observing this behavior, witnessing your archaic, outdated, bigoted beliefs about a whole group of people. Okay, archaic and outdated. Interestingly enough, that is now a whole different piece. Mm -hmm. So your argument first is that if you are saying these things are true, then you are wrong. Now it is. Well, that's an old argument and outdated. Well, here's the problem. Christians believe that God's word actually is timeless in its authority. Therefore, if you think it is outdated, that is just fine. But that's not any actual grounds for even rejecting something like slavery. Well, it was outdated and archaic. No, no, it was wrong by God's nature because he made man in his own image and also made it clear in time in his statement that man shouldn't be man-stealers. Therefore, we have a timeless authority that says that it is wrong. So if in a few years we think this idea of owning people is a good thing uh, and the idea of not owning people becomes an archaic position, Christians would say we have a timeless revelation from God that is true no matter what society says that's what people were actually saying yeah and it was and and that in that end that's what people were actually saying back in the time of uh chattel slavery in this country and uh the people out there that, that were watching laughed at the people that were saying hey 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 chattel slavery is wrong we like america stop <laughs> you know and then uh, across the pond over with uh, charles spurgeon he was speaking against american slavery as well and he was just flapping his gums and thought foolish and his stuff was burned um in the south um and that's what led to thomas johnson um becoming a pastor and going over to the metropolitan tabernacle on charles spurgeon's dime to teach and be able to go back to his home where he was stolen from and preach the gospel to his people uh, to the people that he came from so i mean the thing is is you, your people out there guess what we don't we don't appeal to you for your uh for your enjoyment and for for your approval of what we say so we the the christian thing the jesus thing to do is to tell the truth and that's actually truly loving neighbor so um why can't we love the neighbor no, love neighbor the way that um we want to love neighbor why do you get to love who you love but why can't we love who we love in the way that we are to love them so if relativity 
is the order of the day, you are not wanting to allow us to love the way that we love. There you go. And so there for your, you know, you get, you, do you get to love the way you love? Then why can't I love the way I love? And now we're just in a uh, big moving target jello. <laughs> as Dave always says, nailing jello Listen, to a wall. No, you don't you. actually know any Dave. And no, I don't mean that. Okay. So if you believe that God's word is the moral standard, you don't know any gay people. Thank you for how the do you know that? generalization. How, how do you know that? <laughs> that's a that's an yeah. epistemological claim. Okay, what is the source that gives you the authority to say, hey, I don't know any – if I'm saying it like this and I'm doing it like this, then apparently I just don't know any gay people. And like if, gotcha. I, if I knew gay people, then I would, I would change my mind about it. No, the thing is, is you're missing the whole issue is Christians actually hold that everybody is made in the image of God. Okay, that's the point of contact. And so um, I want to protect the image bearingness of you. I'm just, and, and so like going to uh, Mer Merriam Webster's definition of anti-gay, which is to oppose either gay people or homosexuality. So it actually, Merriam Webster makes a difference between the person, the ad hominem attack. We're not attacking the the you, because if we'd attack you, we'd be attacking the Imago Dei. We know that uh, your life is meaningful and that you're made in the image of God, and that uh, I would want to protect you. Like if somebody were going to kill you, um, vigil, vigil anti style, um, I want justice for you as the image bearer you are. But I'm going to say that your homosexuality needs to be repented from. And this is the Christian message. This is the Christ message to repent and follow his commands, love him by following his commands and with his commands. The thing is, is he came and he only spoke what the father told him to speak. So he wasn't speaking his words. So there's nothing different between him and what the father would say about um, homosexuality, stealing, uh, whatever, whatever uh, sin you want to talk about. You know, uh, the father had already defined that and Jesus came in and it's a presupposition of Christ. A deeply closeted person who's still limping from their harmful indoctrination of how they're supposed to hate themselves. I'm talking about a queer person who's come out and has learned. Actually, that's the exact opposite of what scripture says. Scripture doesn't say hate yourself. It says I deny think. yourself. It says Bingo. deny yourself. But you are to deny yourself. So yes. if you don't want to deny yourself, you know, if you don't think um, that you need salvation, if you don't need to be healed, you know, Jesus came for the sick people. He said, are you sick? If you if you know that you're sick and you want to come into to be healed, then more power to you. And if not, then God will leave you in your sins. And that's the, yeah, and that's the God that we serve, and that's the God that we have to preach. Is you know, Jesus came and He said Himself, and it's a very offensive thing um, if you think about it to to the Pharisees, to His people, to the people that were the seed of Abraham physically. He said that I only came for the sick people. And so apparently, you know, they're thinking they're all self-righteous with their law and they're following the law, which they weren't, but they thought they were and they said they were. And they put on put on all the uh, the whitewash that they could on the outside, but they didn't clean the inside. You know, Jesus told them, well, I only came for sick people. So if you're not sick, see you later, you know. Um, so that's, <laughs> you know, if you're if you again, this is attention anti uh, repenters. This is anti repentance. Yes. Um, is the issue. Um, and so, you know, it's not, you know, we, we want to love you, but we have to love you in the way we get to love you and how we define love because we have the transcendent um, meaning 
to what love is. We have the example in Jesus Christ of what love is. And that's why I would fight for you, this, this, this gentleman right here, I'd fight and say, if he, if there was an injustice, somebody was trying to kill him, um, he was sick or whatever, I would have to, because he's an image bearer, um, serve him in that way. Yet at the same time, I actually can still consistently go, you're wrong, sir. You are in your sins and you need to repent. Sounds like they should. If you do know any gay people and you publish anti-gay homophobic thoughts about them publicly, that only leaves us with one of two options of what to think about you. Either you're publishing thoughts and ideas about a whole group of people that you don't have a functional relationship with. Okay. False. That is a false equivalency right here. This is either or fallacy thinking and quite problematic. There is more than one option. So let's see if he gets both options. So number one is we don't know anybody who's gay. If we actually say that homosexuality is a sin, it's because we don't know anyone that's gay. Okay, well, option one. You're not actually involved in their lives. You're totally removed from this conversation, and yet you're sharing your opinion, which makes— So we cannot speak on moral issues that we have not personally been involved with. Gotcha. So Jesus, in speaking about any moral sin and any moral issue that he did not actively do or participate in, he was wrong. Yeah, gotcha. uh, yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't speak squat because he was sinless. So he was not. Uh, he was not any of this in uh, chapter six of First Corinthians. He's not an idolater. He is not a homosexual. He is not a thief. He is not a swindler. And so you know he can't. If somebody, oh, let's just just to give a practical example here. So uh, Jesus would see somebody pickpocket somebody. Jesus has never pickpocketed somebody, so he can't go up to the pickpocket and be like, dude what you did was wrong. And then the pickpocket, have you ever, you don't know me. And do you know anybody who pickpockets and, um, or have you ever pickpocketed yourself? You have, well, I'm not going to take your opinion, Jesus. You don't know where I'm at. Ooh, this kind of cuts right against Hebrews that Jesus, uh, took on our infirmities and, uh, and he knows what this, what, what struggle in the flesh in that sense is he was, he, he did it sinless. He was never a sinner, but yeah, that, that, that totally gets rid of like, that's basically, he's going to, this is his Bertrand Russell moment where Bertrand, Bertrand Russell said that whenever he goes, if he just meets God, um, you know, he's going to be like, not enough evidence, you know, he's just going to be able to go up in judgment and go like, Hey, Jesus, you weren't sinful. So, uh, you can't speak on, uh, how I lived. <laughs> <laughs> this is his Bertrand Russell moment. It's ignorant or. You actually do know gay people. You're involved in their lives. And you know that these harmful beliefs that you're publishing are going to negatively impact their lives in a very real way. No, we know that they will actually be changed by the gospel, that God will rip out their heart of flesh and give them a heart mm -hmm. of stone. We know that the wages of sin is death because God has told us, and therefore we speak life and we speak light. Therefore, they might be right with their creator and not in sin, doomed to the wrath of God, and in fact, quite literally under the wrath of God. That is why we are speaking the truth. That is why out of love and concern for those who are dead in sin and celebrate sin, and those who strut about wickedly celebrating evil, we call them to repent so that God might change them and that they would not face the wrath of God, the most loving thing that we can do. Amen. Amen. Way, that makes you cruel. I'm hoping for your sake that it's the first one. That you By what standard are yeah. we cruel? By what standard are we cruel? By your standard? By your
three pound brain standard that changes, that is arbitrary, that can't accurately define what it means to care for someone. Yeah. That will and it's change. one of the things that, yeah. So it's like, basically this puts uh, the Christian in a position or anybody in a position. Um, if you, this, if you do not accept my terms, I don't have to accept your terms for anything, but you have to accept my terms. And this becomes a, uh, you know, people that uh, don't like, uh, power over other people this is where they're taking power over people and that's that's the problem and again if it's all take... it's all relativistic because i can't love the way i am so that i feel i i can say i i feel that i have to love this way and you're not accepting that i have this way that i love people but you're asking me to accept the way that you want to love people and so again if you take double his standards. standard and apply it to pedophilia yeah because uh, because that's that's the issue because you know 1946 right um, homosexuality was put in the Bible um, you know from you know the, from a bunch of white people that uh, were trying to put a Bible together and slam homosexuality because you know the real word is uh, pederasty so would you actually say this for like again is is love love is one and if not uncontented why not? yeah and is one word that has been given no content equal the same word that's given no content here. And then we get to fill out the content um, individually, um, autonomously of each other. I mean, that's this is this is what's going to get to. So yeah, Dave, you you it comes down to the it's are you going to do it for um, you know, pedophilia? Are you going to do it for uh, bestiality? Um, how polygamy. how far? Yeah, how far are we going to go? Well, polygamy. I mean, we've already talked about polyamory on the show. Um, stuff like that. So um, that that's the issue. So um, are we anti-gay? Um, I would have to say, well, I am. We should all be anti-sin, and right. that's according to the standard that we are made in the image of God. He made us male and female, and He designed man for woman and woman for man. And so uh, from man came woman, and then from woman comes man. Um, and, and that's the way it's supposed to work out to, uh, be fruitful and multiply, to subdue, um, the, the created world, to give thanks to God and, uh, to live like that. Um, unfortunately we didn't do it. Um, and that was all, again, a grander plan from eternity that Jesus would have a people given to him that he would die for. And so we see him who was made lower than angels, um, to come to earth and to pay the penalty of sin but the sinners have to recognize that they're sinners. And so, again, I'm not anti-gay in the fact that I do not believe that they are, they cannot approach God with a humble heart and repent from their homosexuality. But that's the You're harsh word. However, neither of these are a good look for you. Everyone else who isn't on the toxic theology indoctrination crazy train. Toxic theology indoctrination toxic. crazy yeah, toxic what what is answer. toxic theology? What do you mean by toxic theology? Because if you mean Christian historical Christian theology, you have now claimed that it is toxic, a consistent application of hermeneutics and exegesis will give you the same position on sexual moral ethics as it would if you tried to prove the deity of Christ or the Trinity. So any type of serious exegesis is now toxic theology. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Proclaiming that people are in sin is toxic theology. Great. Great. 
thinks of you as either ignorant or cruel. I just want to let you know that you don't look as righteous or noble or holy or persecuted for Jesus as you might think. Okay. Yeah. Again, Number one, it, it comes down to standards. What, by what do you yeah. mean, stand holy? I, yeah. Your your definition of holy is definitely not a biblical one. So trying to force a some type of synchronistic definition of holy on a Christian who is preaching that Christ is king and it is Christ who makes holy, that person is now unholy according to your standard. Great. Well, that's the problem. By what standard, again, do you have any right to say that human beings should be treated with whatever you've defined as dignity or as uh, what you defined as charitable or, or are fair or right? Um, you're going to have to borrow from the Christian worldview in order to come to that position. And it's obvious that you don't understand the Christian worldview. You don't understand scripture, nor do you submit to scripture. You're the one who needs to repent because you're actually guiding people. You are the blind guiding the blind, telling people to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the thing is, uh, you know, it starts out to where it sounds like repentance is the main issue. If you ask me to if you ask uh, your gay friend to repent or the person that you're around to repent, repentance is the 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 evil word to call them to. Right. So is it why? Why is repentant? Because now you now he's asking for people like us to repent. So why should we, if you don't have to repent, is there any, what's, where, what's righteous? What is the righteous standard that you can hold up and go, Adam, Dave, um, God said this, or this holy person said this, whatever, um, you need to repent to that. Um, why should like, so again, like either you want, like, you just don't want to repent. You want us to repent. But then again, it seems like, if you we're the say ones repent, who are arrogant. Yeah, we're the ones yeah. who so, have the, a high view of self. No, no, you yeah. do, you're using your yeah. own authority to tell us that we're wrong, and this yeah. is and the uh, authority but of a you, changing but, societal standard. But repentance is the harsh word, so he's not being he, is he not being harsh toward us? Is he not actually doing the same thing and repaying evil for evil? Because repentance apparently is the evil thing. And so is there something fundamentally flawed about you and me, Dave? Well, yes. Is he going to say that there's in something in my natural state there is. So he's he's anti us, he's anti our existence. Can can't we sit there and decry that? I mean, is this relativistic? What where are we at? What is the standard? And so that that's the problem. So again, it comes back to why can't we love people the way um, we define loving people? If you are asking to love people, the way that you want to define loving people. And the thing is, is we have a transcendent um, revelation. We have a transcendent law that transcends you and me and Dave and everybody else that we all have to come up to and look at and, and know and be. And it's originally what we were created in. Um, and then we have tried to shove it off. And again, God has handed people over to the debased mind that leads to the lifestyle that we are calling for repentance. And you're saying that that is evil. But then again, if you say that's evil, then you are denying Christ and any sort of uh, meaningful transcendent uh, thing to appeal to, um, to then get other people to bow down to you. And I don't have to bow down to you. You're just a created being that's uh, 
limited and can't do anything for me, especially you can't cover my sin. And how can I, and if my repentance toward who seems to worship the idol of cultural morals. Yeah. And so where can I be cleaned? Where, where's my salvation? Where's my, where's the reconciliation? If I, if I deny Jesus and I come to this position, what, what covers me or am I just in a, a state of just putting myself in a jail? and never, never coming out. And so this is, again, is why social justice um, actually can't save anything and it only destroys things because there's absolutely no repentance. Let's hear the last um, few no words atonement. real quick. I think the reason you're getting away with behaving this way in civilized society is because you're not being held accountable and you're not receiving the pushback that you deserve. But maybe this can be your wake-up again, call. We have you, to repent. It's time for you to stop being ignorant. No, sir. Why can we get away with this? Because this is God's universe. And God will always allow his word to go forth and nothing will thwart it. Unfortunately, you're going to do the best you can to try. In fact, many of you will attempt to and do and will carry out starvation and murder of people who purport a Christian worldview. You're more than happy to do that. This is a totalitarian mindset. There is nothing totally the highest standard of what is to be acceptable is the society, the big brother who governs. That is your moral compass, and therefore you have and will follow through with that by, again, implicitly acting on actions that will continue to suppress the truth, and you will not stop at any means to do that. Let me hit the last few seconds here, Adam. Cool. It's time for you to learn how to care about other people. How to care about other people. From you. You'll teach us how to care about other people. Well, that's the thing is I, I know where I can go to find out what human means. Bingo. What does human mean? What is a human? So we're now we're you got to ask the question. What is a woman? What is a human? And so you say, well, it's caring for other humans. But then again, you're saying love is love. A, a uncontent filled word equals an uncontent filled word. Again, I, you can assert things all you want, but you actually have to provide. Okay, if uh, if Jesus and following Jesus and and the Scripture is bigoted, where is my standard? And then if repentance is the harsh language, why are you using harsh language to call us to repentance? Is there nothing? I'm not fundamentally flawed, and I came to the conclusions why. Well, apparently the system is bad. Well, why is the system bad? Didn't people build the system? So which one? (laughs) Again, this is just a, a bunch of TikTok. This is why you shouldn't watch TikTok, because it's loaded with just people that, you know, are just saying things. Let's see his and, last uh, three seconds. There's no, there's no standard. Uh, I thought we were. Oh, oh God, God bless, bless oh. me. God yeah. bless you. What God? Which one? Which one? Which one? It's well, not. Uh, it's not this one. It's not the. It's not the Father, the one that sent His Son, um, to atone for the sins of His people, and one of those sins, being uh, against the design that He created. And we know that Jesus is the one Don't that made all things. Don't waste your time watching this thing. Yeah. Sorry about this, Adam. Yeah. You're good. For sure. What happened there? You're, you're all right. But anyway, so, you know, it's like, so which which God then? It's not Nothing Yahweh. Anymore. And so that's that's the thing. And so when it comes down to it, um, do not be embarrassed by the gospel. Do not uh, be embarrassed by what the world says and what they call you to. Um, they're going to call you to repentance, but they have no standard. They have no atonement. And so if you do repent to their standards, they're going to put you um, in a uh, in, in a 
proverbial jail cell um, for your life or take your life away from you because um, there's no atonement. You have to go. Um, but that's the wonderful thing about Jesus is you don't have to go. You, you are a new creation and you get to live Amen. and you get to live eternally um, really with him um, eternally whenever the kingdom is consummated and you get a new body and, uh, and we get to live forever um, in the light of the the triune god um something that will be absolutely beautiful and i can't even comprehend it right now but see there there's the difference if you follow this jesus you'll be led to life um and if but the thing is why what's again i'm just just still gotta gotta ask okay um, we are not anti-repentance we believe in jesus but why are they anti-repentance and why do we have to repent? And that is the big question that the video leaves. I don't know. It'd certainly be nice to know why we have to repent, even though repentance is the harsh language that hurts people. That's right. Well, well thank it you is, so much. We man. have spent a lot of time oh, that was on this. Totally worth yeah. it. I had a feeling this video would be good for that. Yeah. I knew it was, yeah. as I said, it's gold. <laughs> yes, it's gold. Well, we hope that uh, this uh, has been an awesome, edifying episode for you. If you have any questions, if uh, this has offended you and you want to talk about it on our podcast, uh, we extend the invitation for you to uh, come and talk with us, especially as uh, we need content for the uh, coming year um, as we go into our seventh season uh, anyway. But but I think uh, we are, we're going to be coming up to where I think we got maybe one more show that we'll do. And uh, the Christmas show, the Christmas show. And then the rest of the year, we'll be taking a little bit of break and we'll start. We'll let you guys know on Facebook and Twitter or whatever, uh, whenever we're going to start this uh, seventh season back up again. But guys, thank you uh, for uh, just supporting us, praying for us and always talking to us. And if you could, please subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, if you haven't already and tell your friends to do the same. That'll be our just give us a Christmas present in that. How about that? Or uh, just make sure if you're listening to this on uh, on your Apple Podcast, Castbox, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spotify, give us a nice little rating of five stars. Maybe type a little something in and uh, just say something nice or whatever. I like to read those every once in a while, but it yeah. does help us get our content out uh, to more people and especially people that download really cool other podcasts that are better than ours. You know, it might come up. Hey, you might like this one too. This is the Tag Your Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am Susan Pando. And so, Dale. Oh, yes.